Welcome, I am Brian. I'm Brian. And this is Brian versus Brian, episode 57, Candyman. The Candyman can because he mixes it with love and makes the world go round. This ain't him. It's a different one. So, yeah. Uh, different than that Candyman and different than the 1992 Candyman. What's up with these movies, man? Just make a sequel that's called the same thing as the first one. I don't... It's weird. <laughs> let's watch Candyman and then let's watch Candyman directly after it. Yeah, it's weird. Typically, they, they throw the the around, right? It's like... Either the original was called The Candyman, and then they redo it and just call it Candyman, or it's the inverse, where it's like, the old one's Candyman, this one's The Candyman, but they didn't do that. They just stuck with Candyman. Yeah. 2021. Uh, Yeah, so Candyman, it's a sequel, kind of. It's like, all these movies are so weird. It's like a sequel slash reimagining reboot. It's like, uh, the other movie definitely happened. I don't know anything about the sequels to Candyman. I don't remember them. After watching the first one a couple days ago, I kind of wanted to watch the sequels, though. Just see what they're about. Because um, that first... Have you seen the first one recently? Yes. That first one is a lot different than I remember. That is way more uh, a psychological kind of a movie than a horror slasher that I remembered. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was fucking good. I liked it a lot. I was like, dude, this is sweet. The uh, first Candyman was a really fun. I remember just being so terrified of it as a kid and the bees and stuff. And I was like, watching it again, the bees are like four minutes of the movie. Like yeah. the last scene, really, when he rips his chest open and or when they're coming out his mouth and stuff, it's, it's not much. But uh blew my mind that that's not the movie I remembered. I remembered it being like some Michael Myers type slasher was just you know candy man constantly killing people and it's really not what it was yeah this this one kind of feels more like that um like you just said more like halloween but yeah i want to jump into the original because i think it's important uh yeah fucking when i was growing up i watched a lot of horror films like my parents didn't you know shy away from watching horror movies like we used to watch Nightmare on Elm Street as a family in the living room or like Halloween. And it was just as weird as it sounds. It was like not scary. It was more fun. We were kind of riffing on it because some of those movies are a little cheesy. But Candyman was different. Candyman actually scared the fuck out of me. Like it's the voice. It's like the some of the imagery is really bloody. Um, it's just very atmospheric versus the other stuff from the other horror films from back then. So I was always freaked out by Candyman. Um, and then as I got older and kind of rewatched it, I, you know, looking at it through new eyes, I kind of developed this love hate for the movie. Um, because I think that the first, and I still feel this way today. I felt the same way when I watched it last weekend. I think the first 45 minutes of Candyman, the original is really fucking good. I think ironically enough, the more Candyman shows up, the more disinterested I get in the movie because like the first 45 minutes is like, it's almost like a mystery, like she's solving this thing and you're, you're kind of along the ride and you're hearing all these stories and Candyman still at this point is kind of a mystery. You don't know if he's real, if he's not. But then when he starts showing up, he shows up a lot and it gets a little silly. It's almost like comical. He just keeps showing up. Like he gets into the, the she gets in the mental institution and he's just like, oh, hey, didn't see you there. Be my victim. And then like later on, she's at the therapist's office. <laughs> oh, hey, didn't see you there. Be my victim. He just keeps like popping up and doing stupid shit. And it's, I don't know, it gets a little less entertaining in my opinion. Um, and he's also a very showy villain. You know, he talks a lot and he's just kind of there. Yeah. Um, that's cool. That's who he is. That's who he is. His personality. That's, that's the motherfucker's charm. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I, I feel like the first half of that movie is more interesting than when he starts showing up more often. I think it works better when he's not around as, as much. He's more creepier. But I think it's all it's all good, but and I, I really I just thinking about it now, it just reminded me that the fucking scene I really, when she goes into the bathroom 
Candyman chopped off his dick. They found it floating. They found it floating in the toilet. And it's like a kid. It's a damn Candyman. What the hell? And then uh, the guys go in there, the gang members, and beat her up. And uh, they go back to the police precinct, and they have all the guys step forward and sit in line. I'm Candyman, bitch. Here, look for Candyman, bitch. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Where's I'm the Candyman, bitch. (laughs) It was number seven. (laughs) It was her. Okay. But, uh, yeah, first one, pretty good. I liked it. Um, This new one. So this guy is an art artist. And I was going to say art deal. That's uh, kind of like his, what his girlfriend does. Yeah. Artist. And uh, how did he first forget how it kind of first comes to his attention, all this Candyman stuff? Oh, so this is and actually where I praise the movie. This is kind of like a good um, example of, you know, I hate bringing this up because I have to bring it up all the time, but I don't watch shit for movie like trailers and all that stuff. So I came into this movie thinking it was a reboot. I didn't think this movie had anything to do with the other Candyman at all. I thought it was just like a remake. So one of the opening sequences is um, uh, the, the main character is Anthony, his girlfriend, I think it's Brianna, Brianna's brother. They have Brianna's brother over for dinner with him and his boyfriend. Oh and yeah. yeah. Brother sits down and starts telling a story and the story he tells is um, Helen's story. And I was like, oh, shit. And it's, I don't know, I thought that was a cool, I just wasn't expecting it. I was like, oh, shit, this is actually, they're telling the plot of the first movie, but differently, like through the eyes of, you know, a citizen would. Like, we know all this information that these characters don't. So, like, all this, it's a little different than the movie was. Like, she killed the dog and she was a murderer and all this stuff. So I thought that was so that kind of sets off Anthony to be interested in the story, but uh, I thought that was cool. I didn't and like the puppetry they introduced this kind of yeah exposition puppet thing they keep going back to, which I thought was kind of neat. We'll get back to the, that Helen stuff. I there's a lot of things in this movie I like. I think overall I like it, but uh, there's a lot of things in this movie that just didn't make any sense to me, um, as far as the the lore and the storyline of Candyman and how they're trying to add so much to it that. You kind of, I didn't know what was going on or how they're trying to explain these things. So I'll rack your brain on that in a bit. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I actually think that, like, you know, obviously I'm going to save my review score to the end, but um, I like this movie a lot. But I do think there are some some nitpicks I have, and I think what you're getting to, some of the, the lore of what they, they give you in this movie is a little confusing. Or at least I, I, went, yeah. I went and saw it twice just because I was like, I need to wrap my head around this because they do a whole new thing with this Candyman, and it didn't yeah. quite make sense. Um, it's still Second time you're like, he had a hook? <laughs> God <laughs> damn. I missed, I missed it. <laughs> but yeah, so, so I'm sure yeah. <clears throat> he gets, uh, he's out, he decides to like take up, uh, what the heck were the projects called? Dang it. The uh, uh, Cabrini Green. Cabrini Green. Yeah, that was cool. That was a real place. Yeah. In the first one, uh, I remember they had they had to pay off like the gang members and make let them be extras in the movie to not fuck with their production. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so he gets in after that story. He, like her apartment, the nice condos were built where Cabrini Green is are re, redone, and um, so he goes. He's taking pictures of old stuff that used to exist. He's he's pretty much doing the the girl from number one. He's yeah taking pictures. It's like very it's an homage. And uh, he gets stung by a bee. Oh, no. Here we go. <laughs> One sting on his right hand. And then his, you know, his hand starts rotting and all these things start happening. He starts focuses art on uh, a special Candyman art piece. What was it called? It was called Say My Name. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's just a mirror. And I was like, that's a pretty lame art piece, dude. But then he's like, no, he opens it up and then you look in it and it's got all sorts of, it's got like pictures hanging in it. I was like, okay, that's mm-hmm. cool. But nobody knows you can open it up. They're just looking at a mirror. Yeah. And, and like all these people are saying Candyman in front of it at the art show because that's the, in the, the, the brochure or whatever. That's what you're supposed to do. And so wouldn't you know it, we get some Candyman stuff. Um, and then we were introduced to this character who was a boy who knew Candyman or a Candyman. Mm-hmm. Now there's a fucking a team of them. Yeah. This is, I don't understand that stuff because this Candyman 
is like the quintessential candy man. He's giving out candy, right? And then there was uh, razor blades in the candy, and then the police come and uh, murder him. And then uh, there's still razor blades out in the people's candy, so he was innocent. And so this is where it starts to the stuff I didn't like. So who the hell is this guy? Why is he Candyman? And he's Candyman. He is Candyman in this movie. Like every time you see Candyman, it's this guy. Yeah. It's not Tony Todd. It's not the uh, slave who became an artist who would draw the daughters of rich uh, white business owners and then had an affair with the white daughter, uh, was murdered by some white folks in the town and uh, hand chopped off. Uh, burned and then killed by bees that's the original candy man mm -hmm. that's my candy man but this candy man is a little different um so i didn't understand that it's like but they said this to happen you know like the tony todd version happened so wow yeah who's so, this guy yeah i let's get in spoilers i think <laughs> we should probably start saying spoilers because we've never done in the past. But so spoilers from here on we out. We assume you're going to watch the damn movie before you come in here, everybody. Uh, <laughs> so what I got, you know, what's cool about both of these, or just Candyman in general, just the idea of Candyman, Clive Barker's Candyman, which, by the way, on a side note, I feel like more Clive Barker work needs to be movies. I think Stephen King needs to fucking take a seat for a little bit because I think Clive Barker probably should have got his due. Um, Clive Barker at The Forgotten, right? Wasn't that what yeah, it's called? Forgotten. It's a short story. Um, but the idea is that, you know, it's, it's this weird play of like mythology and stories and, and giving stories power and, and things like that. So the way I took it, and it's, it's still confusing me, so I'm not going to try and explain it. I'm just, this is my thought. But so Daniel Robitaille, which is Tony Todd, I think his name is Daniel Robitaille. Um, he gets murdered, like you just said, and then he becomes this mythology, this like this way to deal with like pain or injustice and pain. And so like he becomes this, you know, myth mythological figure. And so like the guy says in his exposition scene, because he meets a guy in Cabrini Green when he's doing research, and the guy was like, you know, for my for me, my candy man was this guy who got, you know, brutally murdered by the cops. And then his story starts to be told. And so it's like this generational thing of like storytelling and certain people that give them power. So it changes what, what I'm getting. So that makes sense to me. But what's confusing to me is that if Candyman is Candyman from the 70s, because that can this Candyman, what's his name? What's his real fucking name? Sherman Fields. So Sherman Fields is this Candyman. But why then does Tony Todd, Dan Robitaille come up in the 90s? That doesn't make sense to me. So it's yeah, kind of when weird. he's an older when he's an older candidate. Yeah. So it's the kind original. of weird that, like, okay, that's uh, it doesn't really make sense to me why there's multiple. I mean, it makes then, sense that there's multiple, but it doesn't make sense that Tony Todd's Candyman comes back in the 90s. You would think that a different injustice would be the new story in the 90s, but it's not. So it's kind of and weird. then you got to shoehorn in uh, uh, the hook too with, with this new one. Right. He, he just had a hook. It's yeah. like he had like a pro prosthetic hand. It's like, oh come on, it's just, that's that's convenient because he's a candy man. Uh, you know, with the Tony Todd original, uh, there's a reason for the hook. You know, because he's freaking uh, got his hand hacked off by the, the people. Yeah. So I guess the the idea is that like, you know, Sherman Fields, Sherman Fields' memory dies at some point, and then because Anthony starts to do some digging on, he finds this other guy who tells the story. So now Sherman Fields kind of becomes into the light again. I think that's why he keeps showing up. And that's why like the say my name thing, like it's all bringing the story back of Sherman Fields. I think that's why you keep seeing him because he doesn't tell the story of Daniel Robitaille. He tells the story of Sherman Fields. Well, no, I guess he does tell the story of Daniel Robitaille. Yeah. See, it's kind of confusing, but um, yeah. So at first, you know, when I was going to the movie, I was like, because I didn't know. I didn't know anything about it. So I was like, man, who the fuck is going to fill Tony Todd's sh uh, shoes? Like his voice, his presence. Like he's a pretty dominating figure in the Candyman. And then about halfway through, I'm like, oh, there, there's no voice. There's no like theatrical Candyman type of deal. Shakespearean Candyman type of deal. Yeah. He's just kind of like a slasher. And I kind of came to terms with like, okay, cool, whatever. This is a new movie. They're doing something new. I'll, I'll, I'll deal with it. And I think that some of the imagery and some of these deaths, and I think some of the scenes are really cool, especially the art scene um, attack. 
Uh, but when we get to the end, I became very happy with what they did, and I'll, I'll explain why when we get to the end. But um, so that was kind of—I didn't expect them to change Candyman. Yeah. So from there on, we go a little further. We 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 see this character's connection to Candyman, the the character he meets. Um, who is the boy? Uh, William so, Burke. Yeah. So he actually met Candyman. Um. Kind of got him murdered too. <laughs> it's kind of his fault. <laughs> yeah. What do you expect? You know, you come you know, walk at this kid out of a hole in the wall and yeah, offer right. him some candy. You got a hook for it. That was that was really cool imagery. It was always like holes in the wall in the first one. Because mm-hmm. that was that was supposed to be how like the the first one's lore got started. Like you see Candyman in the mirror because it was in the Cabrini projects, and that was always so. That's another Candyman, I guess that candy man who actually like killed people by going into their apartment through the medicine cabinet. So there's another one. Um, but yeah, we get to find out some more information about our main character and how he's actually the baby from the first movie, which was pretty sweet. That's a cool, cool way to do it. And he's got to go talk to his mom who I believe is Vanessa Williams, right? The same actress. Didn't she, she's like Paul yeah. Rudd? <laughs> she didn't age. I'm like she looks exactly no, the she same. She looks fucking exactly the same. It's nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was crazy. I didn't catch it the, the 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 first time, but when I went back and watched it, there's that there's a huge scar on her shoulder from the first movie when she gets hacked by Helen. Oh yeah, catch that the first. Oh shit. Yeah, that's a that's another thing. It's like the first one. Candyman. Everyone thought Helen was the killer. Yeah, Helen became kind of the Candyman, and then you find out by the end of the first one that Helen is actually like the woman he fell in love with. So I guess it's like a transcending time, like it was always you. And then she sees the mural, and it's like her, and that the 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 original Candyman when he was alive, like painted. And so that was like was some weird connection. He was trying to get her back. And it was interesting. Um, so, so Candyman had a reason to like want her to choose to be with him. You know, I don't know. I don't, it wasn't dude, much. <laughs> time out. I don't buy. Dude, white woman got you killed, bro. <laughs> white woman got you killed. You ain't going to try a second time. Come on. No, no, no. It's, it's, 19, <laughs> it's 1992. The world's changed. <laughs> this chick's uh, going to get you killed, bro. But, but so we get into uh, the new new lore, yada, yada, yada. This, he's slowly becoming Candyman. And, like, his arm is rotting. I don't understand why like his face and all this had to rot to be Candyman. I guess this Candyman... The new Candyman is kind of like he was beaten by the cops, so his face is all fucked up. But yeah. He kind of looked like a burn victim. Mm-hmm. So he, what was he becoming? He was becoming the Tony Todd version because yeah, he like was burned. Movie. But yeah. in the original movie, he looks perfectly fine. He's yeah. a very handsome man. He's <laughs> very good. <laughs> um, some of that stuff was cool, though. Like, I like some of the body horror stuff. There's some stuff where you're like, ah, just like the sound. Yeah. I was like picking at it. It's pretty gross. The murders were pretty cool. Uh, how, how like you couldn't see Candyman except mm-hmm. in like reflections. Yeah, that was, that was cool. really well done. Yeah, I like the the, the di- mirrors throughout the whole movie. Like I I don't know about you, but I kept finding myself my eyes darting every time there was like a mirror off to the side to see if he. And sometimes he was in it, sometimes he wasn't. But I thought that was kind of a yeah. cool aesthetic. So, one of my biggest problems with what they did was trying to make it uh this uh reimagine this character not as a murderer but as a like a vengeful spirit i've heard a lot of people call it so um like in the beginning voiceover it says something to the effect of uh they will say i shed innocent blood and like were they innocent or something like that Kind of saying he's like, you know, the cops who killed the uh, this new Candyman, uh, the white townsfolk that killed the original Candyman. He's kind of like a vengeful spirit. And he 
they're trying to show like he uh, kills people and maybe they didn't deserve to live like because these cops who killed him at the end and we're going to frame his girlfriend. And so she knows that he's now Candyman. So she looks in the mirror, calls him, and then they he murders the cops. I didn't like this kind of stuff. Trying to make him this symbol of goodness for the black community because he's not. And it's like, what you don't remember earlier where the guy murdered the innocent art people or he murdered the five teenage girls at school in the bathroom. It's like, you got to pick one. Either he yeah. does like just, just justifiable killings and that's who the character is going to be now, but you, you can't have both. I just felt like you're, you're, they're trying to do both. There's obviously times where he just murdered innocent people that didn't deserve, like the first one chopped off the kid's dick in the bathroom. <laughs> like he, he's not a good guy. It's not, yeah. I don't want to, you can, you can like the, the villain. Like I like Michael Myers, but you're not supposed to be like, yeah, rooting for him every kill. You know what I mean? You're supposed to be hoping somebody makes it out. I just didn't like how you, they kind of waffled on that. That's, I'm fine with that. If you want to make him the good guy, do it. And it'll be kind of different play on it. Um, but I mean, he's, he's murdering people that, <laughs> that, that, that didn't deserve it in this movie. Yeah. Well, they kind of make Anthony a tragic figure. You know, the more I thought about the movie after the first time I, I felt the movie's kind of sad because like this guy who's just living his normal life, he kind of like goes into madness and becomes, and he gets murdered basically. And then he's now he's just this legend that, I don't know. At the end of the day, it's like it's kind of fucking shitty. <laughs> but yeah, in terms of the other Candyman, the new one, yeah, they're just kind of weird. I, I guess I never thought about that of like, because they do say he's innocent, right? Because the whole story is like there is someone's putting razor blades in the candy, and this guy's handing out yeah. candy to the neighborhood. But then after they kill him, they find out that he wasn't the guy. More razor blades are showing up. Um, so yeah, it is weird that he's going around fucking murdering people. But it is what it yeah, is. Yeah. Then when when the new guy becomes him, he. Uh, and he spares his girlfriend, who's the actual one who said it in the mirror. You're breaking Candyman code, my friend. Um, so he's going to be the new one, and it's like tells her, tell everyone, tell everyone the story. You're like your story is nothing. Your story is you got stung by a bee, your hand hurt, uh, your hand got rotten, your face looked burned. Uh, he didn't do anything himself right it was like it was weird it's like you think he's going to be Candyman by the end of this but then he gets one scene as Candyman after he's dead i thought he was going to do some stuff before he died you know to create the legend that they always have uh but yeah he didn't really do nothing and he got shot on shot in the ground for no reason it's kind of weird it didn't go the way i thought it was going to i still liked it they added some cool lore uh all the different Candymen. um and we got to talk about, let's just get the elephant out. Let's get, talk about, <laughs> we, I know we want to talk about it. Let's talk. So at the end, and then he's like a different, they're just so all over the place with the candy man in this. Like he's floating around like, when it's like, it's like some raised by wolves shit when it's his turn <laughs> to be candy man. Yeah. And he's like, oh, he turns into the gold motherfucker. He just raises up. And then there's bees all over his face and you can't see. It's like, dude, which Candyman is this? And how come they, uh, none of the Candymen are the same, except they, they got to have the hook and they got to have that freaking sheep coat. That's the only thing right. that connects these guys. Um, so that was weird to me. These just start floating around and doing all this weird stuff. <laughs> uh, so the bees clear out and motherfucker, I was waiting this whole movie. I was like, when are they going to do this? I thought he'd be more involved. He wasn't. So it's Tony Todd. This guy has become Tony Todd. And then he's in that awesome voice. Tell everyone. Mm -hmm. Be my victim. <laughs> <laughs> so. Tell everyone. Okay. I'm going to tell them. It's not much to tell, but we're, we're going to start. <laughs> story starts somewhere, I suppose. <laughs> so, so that was weird to me. Like, I didn't get it. I tried to look up videos about what the ending meant, and then they just kind of rehashed them. But yeah, I understood the ending, but I didn't understand why the fuck he became Tony Todd. Yeah. Because there's <laughs> he's the Candyman in the 90s, right? 
right. and the original guy who the Candyman story is about. So why would he become him when the Candyman <clears throat> was the other guy with the razor blade candy in the 70s? But the 90s movie happened and it was Tony Todd. Yeah, this I, is, I was just like, is, yeah. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> this is the issues that I have with the movie is the the ending. Actually, hold on before I get there, because I have some not that I can clear that up because I'm I kind of feel you. I have like some thoughts about it, but I don't know. But I need you might as well take a backseat for a second because I'm going to fucking rant and rave about this ending. So the movie out of nowhere goes from fucking zero to 100. At one moment, we're in a church. He's getting his fucking hand sawed off. The moment that hook goes in his hand, I just. Click my seatbelt. Yeah, on. hold. What was the, the and the the motivation for this guy to want to change this guy into Candyman just because he saw Candyman once in the seventies? I didn't buy that. I was like, who is this guy? He's yeah, like, he's he, just like he wants to be friends with. Candyman. I want to help Candyman. <laughs> I want to make the new one. <laughs> it's weird. He like he wants he wants a vigilante like you were talking about, right? And there hasn't been one since Sherman Field, so he thought that he would just create. A new Candyman, basically, so that this guy can go around and and do some justice. That's kind of how I took it. It's it comes out of nowhere. I don't think I don't yeah. necessarily buy it. But at the end of the day, I put my seatbelt on. I was like, let's. All right, we're getting weird. Let's fucking. I'm 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 all I'm all aboard on this. So he yeah. shuffles up down, and then she escapes, and then the uh, you know she ends up killing William Burke by stabbing him about 150 times in the face, <clears throat> and then um yeah the cops rush in and they shoot Anthony. It, when it gets to the back of the cop car, which, as a side note, I thought that cop was a little too mustache twirling villain. He was a little over the top. It was like, I get it. You know, you could have toned him down a little bit. But aside from that, she's like, can I see myself in the mirror? I'm like, this bitch going to call Candyman. This bitch going to fucking, oh, shit. And so she's like, can I see myself in the mirror? He's like, no. He's like, I'll tell you anything you want to say. And he's just like, all right, criminal, I'll do that for you. And he spins it. She calls Candyman. Fucking chaos ensues. The cops are running around. Go, go, go! And the fire. And then out of nowhere, you hear that amazing score, which you haven't talked about the music yet. But the score oh yeah, I was gonna say that song comes in. It's really weird. Awesome. But that score kicks in. Do 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 do. Boom! And then out of nowhere, you hear, "I am the writings on the wall, the whispers on the street." I was like, "Oh shit!" The voice. Cause I thought the whole time that like they weren't gonna use it, and then it just comes in the finale like that, and fucking he's killing cops. And I'm like, this is awesome. And then she gets out of the, the car, and then she runs down the alleyway, and then you know she sees him. He he's like gutting another cop, and then yeah, like he said, he like floats over like Candyman Jesus, and then the bees go away, and it's fucking oh shit, it's Tony Todd. And then he says two words. He goes, tell everyone, and then it cuts back to her reaction, and like the police sirens in the back, and it cuts to black, and it just says Candyman. I was like. Like, I love movies that end on such a high note. Like, there's no decompressing scene. There's no epilogue. It just yeah. ends like... I love when movies do that. I don't know, dude. I The fact that they brought the voice back is what made me, like, the hairs fucking came up on my arms because I thought the whole movie, they weren't going to do that because they didn't. I was like, okay, they're going to do something different. And then in the finale, you fucking come in swinging with that voice. And I thought that Yaya... What's it? Yaya Abdul-Mateen did a pretty, pretty good yeah. Candyman voice. I don't think it's as good as Tony Todd, but... I thought it was still menacing and creepy, but um, I don't know. I fucking the ending is like one of the main reasons why I wanted to go back and watch it because it happens so quick, but it's so it's such a fun scene. But I do agree with you that like the Tony Todd is cool as it was to see him, and it was awesome to see him. And I'm glad they kind of made it a minimal scene. I think that if he was in it more, I, I don't know, it could have gone either way. Um, but I do like that he's just in that one scene. He has one line of dialogue, which I thought was really cool. But it doesn't make sense, you know, like. Anthony should have been the new Candyman. That should have been the ending of the movie. But I, I'm wondering if, like, they wrote the script and shot most of the movie and, like, maybe they weren't going to contact Tony Todd or maybe during the process they, they got in contact with Tony Todd and maybe they kind of needed a way <clears throat> to bring him in at the last second. And so they just did it as, like, a crowd-pleasing thing at the end because it doesn't really make sense, right? Like, yeah, I, I definitely knew he was going to be in it. That everyone knew he had a cameo or was in it. Um, so I was Maybe waiting was the whole movie fun. and then there wasn't any much. Um, you know, so the, it makes the problem of where was Tony Todd, you know, 
when this Candyman was running amok, and why was it not Tony Todd? Yeah. Why was it? Why was it seventies Candyman, nineties Tony Todd? Obviously, like two thousand twenty seventies Candyman again. Where was Tony Todd? You know what I mean? And yeah. why did he become him? He's he's his own Candyman, just like the seventies Candyman didn't become Tony Todd. Right, he right. was his his own face. So I didn't. I was like, "What? I don't. I I like having him back, but yeah, it doesn't make. Got to have a better a better reason." Um, it should have been Anthony that said, "Tell everyone that would have made way yeah. more sense." Like he's the new Candyman. That and now, sense. if you want to, if this you know, if this does really well, you want to do a sequel. What do you do? Because now you've made him Tony Todd, right? Yeah, my, my only my only bullshit. You'd, you'd have to bring him back or something. Well, he, here's my bullshit explanation. That's bullshit. <laughs> that's the best I can come up with. The best I can come up with to make this somewhat make sense is that he's the original. He's the OG. Like the guy said, Candyman isn't one person. It's the hive. It's it's all these characters, right? But since he's the first one, the OG, he's the one that that tells her to tell everybody about Anthony. And then, but from then on out, it'll be Anthony, but he just comes up to like, he's the king, you know, like tell everyone and then goes away. That's the only explanation I can really come up with. I don't, you know, I don't know if that holds any weight, but that's the only thing I can yeah. wrap my head around. Um, he just came in to, to, cause he's the boss. He's the head, he's the head honcho. So he just tells her to tell everybody, but yeah, it would have made way more sense if Anthony was the one to tell her to tell her. I, I think this, this movie was good. I think it would have been better if Tony Todd was playing the Candyman the whole time. Like, uh, he's so good. Even it could have been even set in the seventies because he was always around and just yeah. creeping people out. This new guy was pretty creepy, but the fact that he's not speaking kind of made him not not as menacing or Candymanish to me. He did, he always seemed too nice. Like he actually wants to give the the, the kid candy <laughs> for real. <laughs> I got yeah, you gotta kill scotch? somebody. <laughs> yeah, um, I want to. You like Werthers? <laughs> <laughs> I want to go over some stuff that just really quickly stuff that I really enjoyed. Um, I love the opening credits and the main theme of the movie. I've been listening to it like nonstop, but like the opening that credits, theme is so weird and '80s synth. I love yeah, it. Yeah, so good. I didn't think they would use it because it's really it's almost like a dated '90s terrible soundtrack. Right, it right. Somehow became amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's it's not uh, it's no uh, freaking Michael Myers theme or something. It's no, just kind of no. I can't even I can't even hear it in my head really, but you know it when you hear it. It's just this weird. It's a weird note. It's like, mm, 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 yeah. Ding ding ding. And it's like I'll put it's it so nineties and yeah. weird, but I didn't think they would be able to use it and try to keep a more serious tone that this movie had than the first one. The first one's kind of more whimsical. Yeah, yeah, and they actually they bring that that uh, I think it's Helen's theme on the first one. It's like a creepy, playful piano beat. I think they play it every time they do the puppet thing. There's like a kind of like the theme from the first movie. But um, yeah, I love the opening credits. It's I think it's it's Chicago inverted, looking up, and it's like it's like these buildings kind of going into the clouds. I don't. Know, it's I thought it was really well done. Um, the thing that I think I like the most out of the reason why I went back and watched it, or one of them, is this movie flies by. This movie is an hour and a half. It's quick. Like there wasn't a moment where I wasn't entertained. It, like the movie doesn't have any slow time. And for me, anyways, like I, I was pretty entertained from the moment it started to the very end, and it, it was very brisk. Um, so I, I kind of appreciated that. It was a quick in and out. Um, I enjoyed the comic relief brother guy. He wasn't too over the top. He just kind of has these quick, funny little quips. Um, <laughs> black people don't want to be summoning shit. Like little stuff like that. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, thought the acting was really well done. Thought everyone was pretty believable. Um, the, the cinematography was great. There's some really cool shots. One, one death scene in particular, there's like, it's like an exterior of this building. And you see all these apartments and you see this kind of one of the characters walking through her apartment oh, yeah. and then she gets kind of murdered, but it's like taken from the sky or like, you know, from outside the apartment. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but, 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 but that's kind of it. I mean, there's probably a lot of the puppet stuff. I thought was an interesting way to show exposition because typically exposition scenes are kind of boring. It's going to the basement. There's always a guy who has papers and maps and tells you the whole story. It's kind of cliche but i thought they they did exposition in an interesting way by using that kind of puppet stuff um 
Uh, that's kind of have all, all I have. Them. I do want to talk about one thing towards the end after we rate it because I like to talk <laughs> about the stuff after we rate it because it doesn't affect my rating. But I do have one more thing to talk about after we're after we wrap it all up. But I'd like overall, to touch I really on enjoyed it. <clears throat> I like to touch on the pacing. I thought the pacing was actually pretty slow. Really, and wow. I was I was bored wow. during a good a good portion of this movie. Interesting. Um, yeah, there's especially the beginning to the middle kind of areas. Before we get um, really any Candyman kills, I found that to be very boring. Um, and the first one, I didn't find boring like that because I uh, I thought the journey she was on, the mystery of like this investigative reporting mm-hmm. uh, in the ghetto, trying <laughs> to figure out the scoop, uh, was interesting enough to make the slow parts interesting to me and keep me engaged. This one, you know, trying to figure out his story, it just wasn't as interesting to me. Um, I mean, it it wasn't incredibly uh, slow, but it was definitely slow. I mean, Jesse looked over at me. He's like, this is boring. (laughs) I was like, calm down. Let's give it a a (laughs) shot here. Uh, it's it's a building. I'll I'll give him a couple. I'll give him a couple more minutes here. Yeah. But yeah, I, I was a little bored. I mean, I still liked it, um, but yeah, I don't think the pacing was. It didn't feel like it flew by for me at all. I, I definitely felt like I was sitting in that theater as long as I sat in that theater until like the last like forty five minutes, and yeah, then it just starts to ramp up. You know, yeah. then it takes off, and then you're like, oh damn, I could use another hour of that. Right, <laughs> it's over. Right. Well, it's interesting. So, yeah, that, yeah, I you know I felt that it went pretty pretty fast. I was pretty entertained through the whole thing, but it's interesting that like it to me it feels like. In an indie horror film dressed up as like a Hollywood blockbuster horror film, and kind of what I mean by that is like, I watch a shit. I'm I'm a horror aficionado. Like I love horror films. I love blockbuster stuff. I love indie stuff. But typically, like there are there are differences. Like usually indie horror films, for the most part, there are slow burns, and then like the last 15 minutes is like balls to the walls, and then it ends. Like I think of movies like Hereditary, or like The Witch. Those those are all movies that are like really slow and then they ramp up at the end and i feel like this movie does that like it it it's not like a typical slasher it's not a typical blockbuster conjuring you're you know getting scares through the whole thing it's like it's very deliberately slow and slow burn and then like 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 you said like last 40 minutes are like all right here we go it's fucking it's go time so i found it'd be pretty interesting it may turn a lot of people off i would i would imagine but yeah i mean i was getting pretty good reviews yeah. Um, something just hit me. What I I like that uh, this Candyman. I imagine it's always uh, even though it wasn't in this one, Tony. It's always Tony Todd, and then like somebody conjures him, you know, like Helen, and then he kills a bunch of people, and they blame it on Helen, mm-hmm. and then he- he- Helen dies at the end, um, becoming a Candyman. Yeah. Uh, and then it happens to the 70s guy, the candy. I'm sure he was Tony Todd probably killed some of those kids. And then uh, they blame it on him. And, you know, none of these people actually killed anybody until they become Candyman. And then our new character didn't do anything until, uh, you know, that 70s guy kills the art people. He's, I'm sure, going to be blamed for it. Mm-hmm. And then he becomes Candyman. Uh that's why it's a little confusing because like they, they get a story told. So everyone knows about Helen, but she isn't Candyman. You know, they know that it's a different person, but the seventies candy guy, Candyman actually got to be Candyman. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. this is that's why it's weird to me because all these, they make a story, a legend. Oh, this person went crazy because it's Candyman, but this guy became Candyman. I don't know. It's just so, they added some cool stuff to the lore, but maybe they went a little too, too, uh, you know, Halloween part five with it. They're trying to add all this, the season of the witch type of stuff. And, yeah, well, it's almost we... like they they disregard the ending of Candyman, like that scene didn't exist. That's kind of how it how it seems. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Ellen never killed her her ex husband or whatever. Um, yeah, they should. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about that one. Where she was like Candyman. Yeah, yeah, she literally yeah, was. She gotta... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
I forgot like about they, that. They pretend like they don't. That scene doesn't exist because yeah, it, it's weird. Because he says Helen, Helen five times in the mirror, and she comes. Yeah, strobe lights. Helen with that awful uh, bald. Yes, you know, bald, ca- cap. bald cap, burn cap. <laughs> Soon as she came out of the fire, and then it's like the hair was gone. It's just like this big bulbous cap, yeah, with all her hair stuffed in it. Ah! <laughs> Take the baby. What's the matter, Trevor? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, can you blame him? Look at that that college girl never wore a bra. Oh, I her her character's so funny, and the and, <laughs> and she's such a fucking annoying. Trevor, yeah, it's make dinner, Trevor. <laughs> Oh my god, who cares about your dead ex-wife? Yeah. It's like she just died yesterday or some <laughs> shit. Quit she's whining. Like, she's like cutting meat, just fucking really. Fuck this. And the most important. Yeah, so uh uh overall, it was really cool. Uh I almost wish Jordan Peele did it, you know what I mean? He co wrote it and produced it. I almost wish it had a little more peel in it. Mm-hmm. Or like he directed it, but it's still pretty good. I hope it gets some kind of sequel or a continuation, yeah. but probably not. It seems like these movies are just kind of one-offs that he does. He comes up with a cool story. And this is like at first an existing IP. I, that's why I've, I've always thought Jordan Peele should get like a cool horror IP. Mm-hmm. Something kind of like this kind of underground yeah. sleeper hit and then see what he can do with it. You know? Um, you catch Maybe the title of this new movie in there? I kind of gr- grinned a little bit. There's like a scene no. where uh, she's looking for Anthony and she goes to the laundry shop and she like goes in the back and she opens up the door and there's like stairs leading down. And it's all dark. She goes, nope, and shuts it. That's the title of his next movie. I don't, I don't think it was intentional. <laughs> but I, I, couldn't think, I couldn't help but think, like, oh, that's the title of his next movie. Oh, nope. I didn't catch it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I missed the kid from the first one. I love... That kid was good. I really liked that kid <laughs> from the first one. He's like, help chugging the story along. Mm-hmm. Candy, Candy man will come and get me. <laughs> I like yeah, that, that, whole, that whole thing was confusing. I should have paid more attention the second time I was watching it because they they capture the guy. Who are you looking for Candy man, bitch? Like after they get that guy, they they say something like he killed a bunch of people. So like, did Candyman kill that little kid or was it that guy? I was always confused about who Candyman, or, or the, you you um you said earlier like the guy Candyman broke through you that guy's apartment, but I thought it was the yeah. Kingpin guy who who murdered some of those people, but I could be wrong. It could it could be he didn't murder anyone, and Candyman just did it. Yeah, that you know, cool. it's one of those things where you just puts don't the know. blame on the person, and then that person, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, that that <laughs> that fucking bathroom, dude. Go in there and. Every she looks in the stall, every toilet is like missing part of the ceramic and the yeah. like, shit fuck? on the walls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally. Uh, so, uh, review time, baby. Yeah, I think I thought this movie was very solid. <clears throat> um, if you like Candyman, I don't think you'll be disappointed. I think it adds somewhat to the lore. Somewhat convolutes it a little bit. Uh, probably tried to do a little too much, but uh, overall, it was a, a success. Uh, I want to do 7.7. That's my, my review. 7.7. Seven. Nice. I'm going to go higher. I, I, you know, I've already kind of expressed all the things I love about it. I mean, I really like this movie. You know, I went and saw it twice. I enjoyed it just as much the second time as I did the first, <laughs> maybe even more so. Um, yeah, there's just so many things I like. There are some, like I said, I had some gripes with it. Some of the lore doesn't make sense. Some of the characters are a little, you know, you know, a little, a little much <laughs> in terms of like the social commentary goes. But overall, I think this movie fucking flies by. This is a movie I'm going to rewatch, you know, time to time again. Um, I just like being in this world. I like the mythology of it. You know, the Chicago backdrop is cool. And I don't know. I just love being in this, in this Candyman world. Um, but I would give this probably, this is like one of my favorite movies of the year so far. Um, I would say this is like a 9.2 for me. Um, I really fucking enjoyed it. Really, really. Um, but I do want to talk about, so I like to do this 
And when I come home, I always think of like, oh, how could this go differently? What would I would have liked to have seen? But I always kind of want to do it after I review it because I don't want it to make – I don't like doing the thing like, oh, this movie sucks. I would have rather have done it this way and I don't know. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. But just to have a little fun, I was talking to Sarah. There's that scene in the church where, um, where Brianna escapes and she's running through the tunnels. And like that scene is Anthony becoming Candyman. And I was like, oh, shit. Are they going to do like Alien right now in the sense that like – Anthony was the main character for this whole movie, but now Brianna is going to be the main character and he's going to start stalking her for the last like 15 minutes of the movie. I thought, I thought the movie was going to go like he was going to stalk her and try to murder her or try to do something for like the last 15 minutes of the movie. She's going to go to all these different places and being stalked. And um, they didn't do that, but I thought that would have been kind of interesting where like she actually escapes and like goes to her apartment, tries to get her brother and like Anthony keeps showing up and, um, and she becomes kind of like the star of the last 15 minutes of the movie. Thought that would have been kind of cool, but I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, it would have been because he would have been more Candyman. Cool. Yeah, it would have been cool if he would have actually became Candyman. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because like his 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 hands rotting. So obviously there's something going on that actually is changing him. Mm-hmm. But uh, he it doesn't happen. You know what I mean? He doesn't kill anybody really uh, until he gets killed. I was hoping like he could be he would become Candyman before he died. You know what I mean? Like he would actually become the bad guy by the end of this thing. Uh, I think that would have been pretty cool, um, but it didn't happen. And so so it's like, why did this transformation even happen? You know what I mean? Why does physical body start to change and look burned and the hand rot off for what? If he was just gonna <clears throat> have to die to become Candyman, right? So then. Why, why did any of that take place? Yeah. I, th- I think it was a missed opportunity for him to fully. Our protagonist becomes the, the freaking evil villain and starts killing all the characters he once loved. And we know that he was making these relationships throughout the movie. I think that would have been pretty been, cool yeah. and dynamic. I, I agree. I mean, again, I enjoy the fuck what, what I got. Yeah. I really enjoy. But yeah, I agree. Like I would have been I was thinking like, oh, fuck, she's going to like. She's going to be the star of this movie. She's going to be hunted down. He's going to become the villain. The voice is going to come back. Like he's going to be, he's going to be Tony Todd for the last like 10, 15 minutes. And they didn't go yeah. there, but I'm but wondering. That wouldn't go with the, the vengeful spirit. He actually kills people that deserve it. Oh, fuck yeah. all that. I don't want my, sl- <laughs> I don't want my slasher killing people that deserve it. I want him killing absolutely everybody. Bro. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like what Tony Todd say in the first one is like, I'll slice you from your groin to your gullet. Yeah. So yeah, it was a uh, um, fuck. What was I gonna say? That would have been cool. Um, yeah, we'll see what a sequel does. Maybe um, you know, you, you always have to judge a movie by what you get from beginning to end, right? You can't just say, "Oh, they'll they'll do it in a sequel; it'll be fine." Um, so, I, uh, but I'm wondering, like, yeah, a lot of times now sequel, you don't get the sequel. So yeah, yeah. So hopefully we get a sequel where he is Candyman and. Uh, that would be pretty cool. Like he gets to stalk around and do some shit. We'll see. I've heard some stuff that like this was just a way for them to reboot it so people get interested again. And having Tony Todd at the end is a way for them to continue with Tony Todd. Are they going to like de-age him or something? Because he was definitely de-aged. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I couldn't really tell. I mean, I'm, I, I had a feeling he was de-aged because I don't know if I've seen him recently, but... Yeah, he's old as fuck. I was watching an interview with him. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely DH in this. Sweet. Yeah, I mean, shit, the DH. Let's just do a whole four hour movie of DH Candyman. <laughs> be, like, be like the freaking Irishman in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Walking into CG uh, grocery stores. <laughs> cool. But yeah. Uh, that, was, that was a fun watch. I'm glad I went and saw it in theaters. Uh, right on. So we both liked it. Obviously, one of us liked it a lot more than the other. That's crazy. And what would you say? Nine, two, nine, two. Yeah. Wow. That's very high, it, man. I really liked it. Yeah. It's up there for me for the movies of the year, which is funny because I just made that f- my five favorite movies. I think that one of those is going to be bumped off. Mm, no, you better add another second onto that video. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be 18 I seconds. <laughs> I don't think it's as good as pig or St. Maud. You should definitely check out St. Maud. St. Maud's dope as fuck. It's on Paramount uh, right now, but um, I don't think it's as good as those two. It's probably like my third favorite so far. Obviously, that's going to change. We have a fuck ton of movies coming. In the oh, next yeah, yeah, half. yeah. It's like, it's, I mean, Top Gun just got moved. But other than that, it's still pretty stacked. I know. I was telling Jesse about all the movies I want to see in theaters before the end of the year. 
And she's like, I'm not going to all those. I was like, why would you not want to name one of those that you wouldn't want to go to? She's like, I'm not going to the flash. I was like, do you fucking know what the flash is? Yeah. It's like, do you know? I was like, that Michael Keaton is returning as Batman in this movie. <laughs> she's like, what? It's like, yeah. She's like, really? Yeah. Like, yeah, we're going. I, like, I don't know. I'm not into the new Spider-Man movie. Did you know in the new Spider-Man movie that Willem Dafoe, uh, freaking Molina, and all other Spider-Mans are in it? Really? <laughs> we're going to all these. God damn it. Y'all have something crazy going on, dude. Right. It's like. It's like at least six must go theater watch movies left. Yeah, I it's mean, like fucking Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, yeah. James Bond. Well, for me, James Bond, uh, fucking Dune, uh, Matrix, fucking Spider Man. It's like fuck, dude. I'm worried movies. about this. I'm worried about this Matrix movie, man. Yeah, from I'm worried about it. I'm, no, no longer from the Wachowski brothers or sisters. Yeah, it's just from 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 a Wachowski. Because <laughs> the other well, one's think- like, yeah. I was a guy when I made that. I don't like that movie anymore. Yeah, it's kind of reminds me of a dark time of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it got me concerned when the sister was like, I didn't want to do a sequel. I was like, oh, shit. So either like the brother wrote it and the sister didn't like it or something. I don't know. It's not a good sign when one of them is like, no. I didn't we'll know that they transitioned. So it's like, I was like, when I started rewatching uh, Matrix a while back, and then I kept hearing about like, Lily Wachowski. I was like, who the hell is Lily Wachowski? Mm-hmm. Like, that's like a whole family doing this or what? And then I found out, I was like, oh, they're the same person. That's just freaking me out. I was like, what are you talking about, dude? Like a daughter the, or a Wach- sister? The Wachowski brothers. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't know about any of that. I just recently kind of found out some of that. Um, but yeah, what, what worries me is like, no, no, uh, what the heck's the actor's name? Morpheus. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, no Lawrence Fishburne, and they're saying this is called Resurrections or something, and it's got like a young uh, Morpheus in it. Yeah, really? I don't know. hold on, I'm gonna look yeah. that up. I didn't know that, dude. Lawrence yeah, it's Fishburne got a, is the shit. It's got a young Morpheus. Yeah, Fishburne, or he didn't want to do it either. Fuck, dude. So I don't know. Without him, I'm worried. Yeah, dude. Like Morpheus is awesome. Yeah, and I'm, I don't want to see a young Morpheus dealing with a regular aged Neo. Like, this is going to be some weird story. Oh shit! To make that to make that work. So I'm looking at the cast, and the only two people who have names on the cast right now is uh, Keanu Reeves and Neo, and Carrie Ann Moss and Trinity. Guess who he doesn't have a character name, but he's probably Morpheus. But guess who's Morpheus? Maybe is Candyman, Yahya Abdul Mateen the second. What? Yeah. I mean, he doesn't, again, he doesn't have a character name, but he's right there at the top of the list next to Trinity and Neo. So I'm assuming he's Morpheus now. He seems like way too tall and buff to be Morpheus, but we'll see. He seems like Tank from the first one. (laughs) This is our operator, Tank. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude, Sarah and I were laughing that, like, there's so many, like, um, uh, what do you even call it? Like, shots where they're making him look all sexual like you know when women are sexualized in movies there's so many shots in can man with him just with his shirt off and his box oh yeah <laughs> oh um oh yeah it was just like it's kind of hilarious it's his got a weird body it's almost like you know it's like a uh you took a small person and just injected them with all the muscles you could find yeah <laughs> you know what i mean it's like uh Captain America. It's like it's, it's it's like too much muscle for his frame. It's like, dude, I feel like I'm just looking at muscles uh, in a skin sack. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> it's like a, you don't have a body; you just have muscles. There's no ribs. There's just little muscles right there. Like a muscular no, suit he's wearing. Yeah, you don't have bones. It's just complete muscle, muscle tissues. Yeah, he was definitely yeah. sexualized in the movie. That was kind of funny. Yeah, that guy was freaking crazy. Like, imagine trying to buy a shirt to fit around that damn chest. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right. Cool, yeah. Well, yeah. 7.2, 9.2. Wait, I know I had 7.7. 7.7. You messed yeah. me up. You messed me up adding a point. Now he's getting into the, now he's getting into the point system here. 9.2, 7.7. Yeah, it was fun. It was, it was, uh, it added to it. 
pretty well. I'm glad you uh, liked it. I was, I was, uh, maybe it was in my head a little bit. I was kind of projecting you not liking it for some reason. Like it was weird because I didn't think we were going to do it. Like, unfortunately we were going to maybe have done it, but your uh, work schedule thing got in the way. Um, so I didn't know at the time that we were going to do it. So I typically don't look at reviews or read anything uh, until after we do this. Yeah. But I didn't think we were going to do it. So I was reading reviews. I, I typically go to like variety and a couple of stuff and I read. And then I, if I want more, I'll go to YouTube. And most of the, the stuff online was pretty positive. And I was like, yeah, I'm kind of online with the, with you guys. Well, then when I jumped into the YouTube stuff, that's when I started getting all the, this movie fucking sucked. It's woke trash. And it started to piss me off a little bit. Cause I'm like, I think there's more to this movie than that. Like, I think you're kind of being a little ha- too harsh on it. And yeah. I was, I was wondering if you were going to fall under that line or not. I was kind of nervous, but you seem to enjoy it quite a bit. So I was happy that you at least liked it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely liked it. Um, so, I mean, Candyman's always had a, a place for me just because it was one of the movies I just feared as a kid. Yeah, yeah. For no fucking reason, obviously, now watching it again. I'm like, what? Yeah. This is like, this ain't no Friday the 13th. It's very in your head uh, thriller, the first one and this one. It's not, uh, well, this one is a little bit more, I would say, brutal. Uh, I don't know if it has a higher kill count, but it feels like it does when yeah. you watch it. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I would really, and then I, I was like, once I rewatched the first one, I was like, man, but I already decided to go see Candy and I wanted to, but at, really after watching the first one, I was like, oh man, now I'm hyped. Now I'm going to go see Candy. And actually, I'm probably going to go track down those sequels and see what those are about. Because how do you continue that first movie? Helen's dead, you know? Yeah, it's, a, I, it's think a, she, I think she's in them. If I'm, no? No, she, well, fuck. I think that she's in the opening scene of the, I've seen the sequel. I saw it uptown when I was younger. So I haven't seen it since. But from what I remember, digging to my fucking memory box here, but I think it takes place in New Orleans. And I think that it's a new woman. Like he, he's chasing down no. another, another blonde. <laughs> it's chick. like a, it's like a witch doctor candy man. Yes. It's very like voodoo type stuff. Be my victim. <laughs> <laughs> Be my victim. <laughs> it's like miss Cleo or something. <laughs> it's in the cards. Jock. Uh, Jock St. Jock swinging his dick <laughs> on the beach. <laughs> What's a lonely woman. You <laughs> Would you be out here crying for? <laughs> uh, yeah, I kind of want to see Candyman three too. I'm sure that was just a, yeah. I haven't seen that one. I'm sure that was just a cash grab bullshit. Once you get to three, and it's not you know, I really want to see that one. I'm sure that's like Candyman and the City of Angels. <laughs> I'm sure it's got like a ridiculous. They always got to put like a stupid uh, little phrase. Candyman yeah. two stands on its own. You just put the two, but then once you get to the ones where you start to add, you know. Children of the Corn for Corn Season. Yeah, <laughs> you always gotta add the stupid little. Title. Well, the sequel. I don't think it's Candyman Two. I think it's. Uh, I think it is. <laughs> I think is it something? It's, can- start, it's Candyman it Farewell right to the off Flesh. With the shitty one. No, it's it's Candyman Farewell to the Flesh. <laughs> Candyman Four. Be my victim. Yeah. Right, Candyman Five. Bloody Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. shit! All right, brother. Candyman yeah, for watching, guys. Social justice. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting there <laughs> no it should be called yeah. Candyman defund the police <laughs> look what they've done <laughs> oh shit all the police are definitely evil in this new movie oh yeah yeah like real evil I'm surprised they were... I'm not gonna get into this <laughs> yeah, the, well I mean we can we can we could tap in a little but I didn't mind the police thing because at the end of the day, if that's a story you want to tell, that's the story. I mean, there's plenty of other movies where cops are the heroes and all that. It's 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 good to have both, but I just didn't like that one character. That character was just too fucking too much, you know. Like tone him down a little bit. He's he was a little ridiculous. No, I I didn't like the way they did that. The seventies ones, you know, that's a little better. They just run in the room and they don't show much, and they, you know what happens, but the, the cops don't talk about it. So yeah. you know. You assume they're trying to protect the kid. It's not like malicious. They didn't come in there knowing right. he's innocent. You know right, what I mean? Right. But at the ending one, when they just walk in the room and she's like, thank God I need your house. Shut up. <laughs> 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 and then when they coming out, man, it's a shame we had to shoot him. <laughs> shame yeah, we had to murder everyone. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it'd be, it'd be one thing if they shot him. 
uh, you know, because he's got a fucking bloody hook for a hand. That's pretty menacing. That's probably maybe that's the guy we're supposed to shoot. You know what I mean? That's a mistake you could easily make. But to then have them be like, yeah, we did it on purpose. And yeah, you're going to tell the story we want. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, it doesn't, little- they didn't do a good job because they, they didn't just go in there and shoot him because he's black. Like they, the movie does kind of a poor job of, of putting all the blame on Anthony because at this point, the city thinks that Anthony is committing these crimes because the crimes are committed to or um, are related to his art piece. So he becomes kind of like a possible victim. And so when William Burke, before he saws his hand off and shoves a hook in it, he calls the cops and says, hey, the guy who's been killing people is down here. Fucking come and get him. But I just don't think that they did a... That's not good enough for me. Like, they should have maybe had some police scenes where they're looking for him or something that way. Like, not that well, yeah, his death is justified at all, but like there, at least there would have been something. You don't need to have the cop, you know talking about the cover-up yeah know what I mean? that's why i'm saying he was a little much yeah it's, 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 it's unneeded he could just get in the car and that's that yeah you know cops show up at a scene oh there's a murder and they see who they think the murderer is and they shoot him that's yeah it, yeah done deal you don't have to explain like yeah we knew we were shooting him just because we wanted to shoot him <laughs> right right it's it was, it was, it was a little a, on the nose yeah i mean he, he could have just came and sat in the car and then uh, it could be some tension right there you know what i mean Mm-hmm. But I kind of understand because then if you want to use she wants to use Candyman to get out of the situation, if they don't say anything and they just get in the car, this are kind of you feel like it's a justified shooting. They come right. here for a murderer. They kill him. They don't say anything. They get in the car. Then she says Candyman and then Candyman comes and brutally murders the cops. Yeah. It's a different scene. Then it's like right. you kind of feel bad for the cops then. Yeah, so I get it. It is a way to get her out of this situation. But yeah, it was a bit on the nose, that guy. He was like, Yeah, yeah. He he was my biggest issue like, in that whole scene. He was like the quintessential evil cop character, dude. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, let's get on out of here and have some fun, baby. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Check us out on all the platforms. We got a what the heck? We got Apple. We got a Spotify. Spotify. We got a we got the YouTubes with the pictures. We got it all, baby coming soon to your smart fridge everything ah so uh go go check it out it's, it's an enjoyable enjoyable movie definitely uh kind of a fun time to get back in the theater there's actually some some things coming out that make you want to go out yeah definitely uh hopefully delta doesn't stop that i don't understand how these theaters are staying in business though like when i went there i was the only person in the damn theater it's like how are you keeping the lights on? It's crazy to me, uh, especially the one I go to. And I choose to go. There's nicer ones that I'm sure are more busy, but it's just something about the old theater I used to go to in high school, still being able to go to it and have the theater all to myself. Mm-hmm. Like that's super dope. Yeah. I just choose whatever seat I want. And I'm all alone. I've got to worry about nothing. Me and Jesse are like talking. We can talk during it because there's no one in there. Did you see that? We're, we're just yelling because the movie's so loud. <laughs> and then another thing that the guy came in, like an, an usher came in and kind of sat by the, stood by the stairs and was like looking at the, looks at, kind of <laughs> stayed there for like 10 minutes. I was like, dude, Jesus, this fucking guy. It's like, leave. Yeah. It's, it's just us. What are you doing? He's <laughs> like trying to watch the movie. And I had like my, my, smuggled candy in the little uh uh cup holder thing it's like yeah i got my chewy spree what are you gonna do about it <laughs> you got like yeah. a beer helmet with a fucking tube. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. Kick, kick me out of this theater this whole shit sinks <laughs> all right do you want my 12 bucks or not <laughs> oh man i don't know how you're getting paid yeah <laughs> yeah anyways yeah go check it out this is fun times there's a lot lots of uh even better movies coming out the theater so it's gonna be fun Hopefully they can get some revenue. I'm hoping. Let's see, man. Also, I want to see Ghostbusters dominate this box office year. Let's see if Ghostbusters yeah. can beat out uh, Spider-Man and all these things coming out. That'd be really cool. Uh, I doubt it. I think it's going to be top when it comes out. But For I sure. imagine Spider-Man, Flash. Um, what's the other one? Well, Flash Spider-Man, is Flash next year, I think. Okay. Well, I imagine Spider-Man and Matrix probably have the best chances of being number one of the yeah. year as far as money. 
But yeah, we'll I think see. it's is Dune. If Dune's rated R, then I don't think it has a chance because typically rated R movies just don't make as much because you you alienate half of your audience. But um, I think Dune probably has a pretty good chance. Spider Man for sure. I mean, every Marvel. I mean, Chang Chi right now, people are raving that's making a fuck ton of money. I think it is. But I mean, it would have made a lot more money <laughs> pre COVID. But I think it's projected yeah. to make ninety million this weekend, which I think is one of the biggest openings um, since the pandemic. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Ghostbusters, I think, will make a fuck ton of money. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. And then, oh, did you see they showed it at the Sony thing? They showed the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah, the whole I movie think to I the showed audience. you a, a tweet of somebody that said, like, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. We, someone saw it and they said it was everything we could possibly want, which was like, that's yeah, all I needed to see. I don't, <laughs> walking away from all trailers and all that. I'm like, that's all I needed. Everybody's raving about it, saying it's awesome. great. That's great. So, Can't wait. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, guys. Take her easy. Thanks for hanging out. Please like, subscribe. Please check us out on your, your favorite platforms. Until uh, next time. Yeah. Peace. Take care. Peace.